liftoff and the clock has started. That Pixel Life, this is episode 222, recording on December 18th, 2022. Zach could not be here tonight, unfortunately. He uh, was shopping at Bed Bath & Beyond. They closed the store. He got locked in it. So while they're using the Jaws of Life to try and get him out, it's just the two of us. But you know what? You know, we got some uh, stuff to talk about this week. You know, uh, God of War coming to Amazon Prime, but not as a video game. Uh, we got Hash finally leaving Pokemon, James Gunn, changing the DCU as we know it. And uh, while Zach's away, we're going to talk some anime, guys. And to do that with me, I have your boy, Shannon Blitzenmore. That's right. You called me the cleanup crew. I, uh, I'm i that reindeer that's right at the back doing the least amount of work, but getting all the shit. That's just me. <laughs> I like that's just it. you. You know, and how, how have you been this week, Shannon? Um, you know, it's been a chaotic week, uh, getting, getting ready for the Christmas holidays. Like, uh, my son's out of school now. Um, so we're getting care taken up for that. Uh, my fiance has two weeks off of, of work, closing out the year strong with a vacation. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, I'm jealous. I, I have to go to work for the next week and, um, yeah, it's, it's a bummer. But I'm I'm hanging in there. Got my Christmas shopping done. Got my gifts sent out to your boy Justin, uh, and I'm excited Woo! to see. Uh, I'm excited uh, for you. I, th- these were like, I went in like, per, like I was like in the mind of Justin when I got this. I was like, dude, is he gonna like this? And I was like, he's gonna love this. And dude, so, that's yeah. that's dangerous, Shannon. You can't do that too many times, or there's no going back. <laughs> I know, I know. It, it's uh, yeah, that's why I only do it once a year. <laughs> Only doing one year. It's just, you know, so it's a slow edge into uh, into oblivion. But um, but how are you? How how's your week? Yeah, this week's been pretty good. I uh, I had off all last week, so this was my like week back to work after being gone for a week. So I got to play catch up on all my emails, and you know, tons of fucking people are out and stuff because of Christmas and stuff. But I got two three day weekends coming my way since uh, Christmas is on a Sunday. We're doing it on we celebrate on Monday or whatever. So I have that Monday after Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then I have for New Year's or whatever, I have that Monday or whatever off too. So got a couple three day weekends. I also got all my Christmas shopping and stuff done. And I have my packages for my two boys uh, going out soon. I uh, I ordered all the stuff about a week or so ago and most of it most of it is here but there's a couple things that shipped uh a little earlier this week and stuff so i'm hoping beginning of next week that stuff will show up and then i can box it all up and then you know jordan can go out and deliver it to you guys so (laughs) now here's my question to you last year you opened my presents like right as you got them like there was no waiting uh, you're getting them del- delivered to your house on Wednesday this week. Are you going to open them like right as you get them again, or are you going to wait until Christmas Day? You know, I mean, it depends. I guess I, 
if you would like me to, I guess it's your wishes. You know, if you want me to wait until Christmas, Shannon, I will totally wait until Christmas. I'm like, otherwise, I will just probably open them <laughs> when we get them. You know, I fear like disappointing you on Christmas Day. So, like, if you just want to open them <laughs> beforehand, go ahead. <laughs> Shannon, I'll tell you right now, you're not going to disappoint me. <laughs> Good, it could good. be a it could be a framed eight by twelve picture of your testicles, and <laughs> I would be ecstatic. <laughs> so, duly noted. Uh, duly, get... Next year, giving yeah. you ideas for next year. <laughs> yeah. Damn. All right. Well. Yeah. Uh, I miss you know I you know I did this thing this weekend where I was like I was I just had a bee in my bonnet to get rid of all my Christmas presents that needed to be delivered. Uh, so I called Zach and I was like, dude, Zach, I'm going to be in the neighborhood, like in, I don't know, like a half hour. Uh, I want to drop off your presents. And he called me back and he was like, don't do that. <laughs> he was like, he's like, uh, you know, let's do a gift exchange when we're all, when we're all around, we'll do it after Christmas. You know, the kids get like bonus, they get second Christmas, like opening up some extra presents. Like, you know, let's do it then. I was like, all right. But you know, my tree is runneth over now. Like the cats are looking at it. Like it's a playground. And I was like, I'm going to find a turd in there Christmas morning. I know I am. Dude. That's why I'm literally Mr. Bah humbug over here, but I don't put my tree up to like, we're not doing that shit. till like maybe the 23rd mm-hmm. or Christmas Eve, if I can all, because let me tell you what every year, man, last year, the dogs knocked the Christmas tree over and <laughs> broke a bunch of our glass ornaments and then in previous years, you have Oswald chewing on Christmas lights, and then he'll eat the tags off stuff and then throw up under the tree. In previous years, he's when he was younger and more spry, tried climbing up said tree <laughs> and then knocked the entire thing over. So it's just like, dude, I literally want this thing up for as little time as possible. That is insane. Like, yeah, I, I, I get that. But don't you almost feel like so frustrated because it's like you put the tree up, you have it up for like two days and you're like, well, OK, time to take this down again. Yes and no. Like in previous years, like last year, we put up only like essential ornaments and like whatever, like as little as possible to like, you know, Christmas Day, get the photos like like the back of the tree was completely bare. It was just like for photographs mm-hmm. front of the tree. And I'm like not doing the back of the tree I like. The least stuff that can get ripped off the tree and chewed on or broken, the better. Um, but I will say, because honestly, up until a couple of years ago, we never even had a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Like, so like having an actual tree with ornaments, I was like, damn, I did kind of like miss this. Mm-hmm. Like once we finally had it and stuff, because it had been like since I was like a kid, basically living at my parents and stuff that I had a tree. So I was like, oh, man, like this is this is actually kind of nice. Gets you in the Christmas spirit, you know, turn all the lights off in the living room and kick on the tree, mm-hmm. put on the uh, um, the like trap house Christmas remix <laughs> music. And that's the only when we decorate the tree in my house, that's like the Christmas tradition is we put on christmas trap music and that is what we listen to <laughs> when we decorate the tree and that has always been like my christmas tradition since i was like 19 <laughs> wow that's awesome uh we went out uh this weekend uh, we had to get one of our cars serviced at the dealership so we had some time to have some lunch um so we went to this place called the funny farm uh which had like a really high rating it's you know pretty close to us and we went there and they were listening to uh punk goes Pro- punk goes christmas like okay. the whole album and i was uh-huh. like this is legit like christmas music i would want to listen to like over and over again like i would i 
I it was so refreshing to not hear Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You" like somewhere. You know, I was like, oh my god, this is so great. I just like <laughs> sat there and just enjoyed in bliss for like an hour that music it was so funny i had a burn cd because my parents actually had a cd player and stuff in the living room so when we would decorate the tree i made a christmas mixtape of and it had it was all unconventional christmas music Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. unconvinced so there was like uh, jingle bells by bass hunter and santa claus is a fat bitch by icp (laughs) and the real slim santa and all this stuff and my parents like what the fuck is this (laughs) i uh, if, if it made it all the way through the CD, that was a good Chris before my dad goes and just rips it out and breaks it. So, yeah, dude, I remember like once like ripping CDs and making custom CDs for people was like a big thing, like in the craze, like in the early, like late 90s, like early 2000s. And my dad thought it was like the greatest idea to put together his like bangers of like Christmas parody songs. So it was like Mr. Hanky, the Christmas Pooh singing like songs and like a whole bunch of just like random like songs put together. And I was like, dad, just no, stop, please. Like, don't don't do that to me right now. Like, you know, it's cool. But um, but yeah, he, he did that for a couple years. Ah, memories uh holidays man they're 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 a fun thing like get at us like let us know your crazy holiday traditions out there in the discord group like i want to hear i want to know that other people have like some weird weird quirks in their family as much as we did (laughs) yeah and you know what speaking of weird shannon Mm -hmm. so this week it was announced and this kind of i think took everyone by surprise especially the voice actors for the character went on twitter and was like this is news to me and makes me kind of sad but uh I guess apparently next month in January, uh, Ash from Pokemon, his adventure is after 20 something years is finally coming to an end. And yeah, 25 Ash years. And, yep. Ash and Pikachu are going the way of the dinosaur and we're going to get a brand new Pokemon series with some girl and hip guy and the girl it is been speculated highly doubt it but it's been speculated that it's ash's daughter and people are just dissecting the single image basically that they gave us because she has the little a little pin in her hair that looks like ash's little triangle fucking thing on his hat so they're like oh in before it's ash's daughter who's the mom like blah blah blah. it's like i i doubt it's ash's it's probably just some whatever chick from this region but it's just a a fun throwaway reference or whatever to ash but what would did this take you by surprise Yes. Like, I thought that Ash was going to go the way of, like, Bart Simpson, where he was just going to perpetually be, like, that same age forever. Um, But uh, I think it's a good move. Um, It gives them an opportunity to kind of hit the reset button on that franchise because it's still popular, right? But, like, you know, let's go in a different direction. Like, I mean, you have, like, I mean, Arceus itself, like, the game was great. Like, if you put, like, if you made an anime around that, like, dude, like you just have an open canvas to do whatever you want. Like go wherever, like discover Pokemon for the first time and like kind of get into like this more of like more making it about the Pokemon instead of like the trainer, which I think would be a kind of a cool kind of perspective for a, you know, a fresh take on an old anime. Um, So I'm all for it. Like I'll be, I'd be interested to see how many viewers this brings in, like, you know, from people that used to watch it that kind of fell off of it to see what it's about um but you know i'm i'm hopeful uh but it is a bummer that all the voice actors found out about it like through like their social the same way everyone else did (laughs) yeah yeah it's kind of a bummer how about you like what do you think 
Like, it's one of those things where I'm actually surprised it hasn't happened sooner, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where if they are, since they are doing that, I hope there is like, they do a good ending. Like, I will for sure look up on YouTube, like once it airs or whatever, I do want there to be like a nice definitive, like, you know, kind of ending to it and stuff. If they are going to send them off, you know, do it like in style, like make it great. And it does open the window for, you know, them to introduce a lot of new characters and stuff or take characters that have already like come in from like other games and stuff like that and kind of flesh them out more and bring them into the spotlight and stuff. So instead of just focusing on like Ash and Misty and Brock and like the same characters we've known for like 25 years, like, you know, like give May some more screen time and introduce like some of these like new people. And I, I'm sure like at some point they will like come back in like this new one as like just even if it's a quick reference or like something you know as like an easter egg kind of thing like they will get mentioned or show up at some point in the background but you know i'm interested to see i you know how people don't like change though and i don't know people i'm actually surprised people have been kind of receptive to it not there hasn't been a lot of like oh can't hashtag cancel pokemon like whatever that i've seen anyway of people being super pissed off about it yeah, I just, I mean, it's time, though. I mean, like, Ash has been around for so long, and, like, he's been through so much. Like, you can only do so much with him, you know, after a while. But, yeah, I mean, they should send him off, and he should be the champion. He should be, like, the best there ever was. Like, he's the GOAT. We got it. Like, you know, and just have somebody else come in and and, and start a new adventure. Like, it's time. Just, you know, let him do his thing. Let him, let him be the best, the very best. Yeah, it would be really cool if, like, they kind of do a throwback all the way to like the original like season one of Pokemon stuff. Like, you know, at the very end, it's like Ash returning back to pallet town now that like everything is done. And he like crosses the sign where it's like, Gary's here. Ash is a loser. And he like crosses it out or whatever. And it's like, fuck you, Gary. I'm like the ultimate champion now. Like eat a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Has he like, has he ever seen Gary after like maybe like the first couple seasons? I don't know. As far as I know, no because then like you know after a while it went to where he was like sailing around because he like kind of ditched like brock left or whatever and then he was sailing with the one dude or whatever on the lapras and they went and you know he met all the i to my knowledge i don't think he's seen gary again so gary's still hanging out in pallet town <laughs> kicking fucking rocks and ash is over here living his best life <laughs> Yeah, he comes back and he's like, hey, Gary, it's time for that showdown. I'm going to like, this is our epic duel. And he's like, dude, I've been busting pallets over here for like, for like 20 years, bro. Like I gave up on Pokemon training so long ago. And like he brings out like a squirtle and it's like smoking. And he's just got like a like scruff and he's just like out of shape and fat, like busting out of his shell. And like Ash just yeah. like slams him to the ground. <laughs> yeah, Gary has his like varsity jacket on and he's like, yeah, he's like, got my eight badges. And Ash is like, bro, I have like 47 badges at this point. What the hell have you been doing? <laughs> here's a, here's this mega evolved Charizard. <laughs> yeah. Gary's like flipping through his Pokedex. He's like, yeah, he's like got 67 of these bad boys discovered. And Ash is like, you know, there's like over a thousand of these fuckers out there, right? Like, you've been living in under a rock, old man. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good way to end it. I would just laugh, but um... it's like Interstellar. Like Ash is still perpetually young, but because Gary stayed in Pallet Town, he's like incredibly old. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back. He's like, you don't look like you've aged a day since you left Pallet Town. 
Oh, and man, he's the so old man that teaches you how to catch the Weedle or whatever it is in <laughs> like, Viridian City. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You know, it's it's funny and sad. Maybe there's a chance Zach will listen to this, but that was some grade A, that was some grade A material right there. I think so. Speaking of grade A stuff, so God of War is mm-hmm. yeah, coming to Amazon Prime video. Not as a game, but they're making a show. Much in the vein of, you know, uh, Last of Us, and we know we're getting a Horizon show. Now we are getting this God of War series. And apparently, I believe it's going to, it's not necessarily following like the original, like PS, like two games and stuff. It's going to kind of start off where the 2018 game starts. And, you know, for me personally, I'm kind of like, I know, I think we kind of talked about this with like The Last of Us and maybe even Horizon. But my thing is, I'm not really sure like what the show can do that the game already didn't mm-hmm. like games are the ultimate in like interactive like media and it's basically already a movie <laughs> like it's a movie with extra steps is the game mm-hmm. so i don't if they're just kind of following the plot of the 2018 game uh, with like maybe like a couple little side steps here or there to like other things that i guess weren't in the game i don't really know why we necessarily need this except for you know money i guess for amazon but yeah it seems like such a missed opportunity to me like i mean there is literally nothing between the last game on what like the playstation 3 and then this game on the playstation 5 like there's a like a good chunk of time between when kratos like became the god of war and defeated like zeus and all those people and then like now when he was you know married with a kid again like you know starting a new life over again like there's so much story there that you could have gone into and i just feel like you dropped the ball because you're just going to do the the safe thing of going with the the game and the lore that the game has already created well and you do bring up a really good point it wouldn't surprise me i guess if they did kind of fill in some of those gaps in the show as almost like dreams like we kind of see in ragnarok and stuff like kratos has like these like dream sequences and stuff of his past and stuff like that so it wouldn't really surprise me if they kind of incorporate that in the show and that's kind of how they catch you up to speed from like the original god of war games and stuff and maybe kind of try to fill in some of the gaps between uh the first game and like ragnarok and stuff if you kind of get like glimpses of like kind of what happened like after the events of three and stuff and I wonder if they will, you know, ever reference the fact that, you know, oh, like Kratos is like family has been like he's been murdered like multiple times at this mm-hmm. point and come back. And so is his family. Like, yeah, you know, Atreus might be his son, but it's like Kratos has had like six kids <laughs> at this one. None of them are alive, but he's had like six kids at this point. So they, they weren't gods. So, you know, they mm-hmm. just got butchered like any other normal child would. But. So. yeah it's um it's i'm skeptical and it's uh yeah i just i don't know where you go with this right because like the source material is so limited um they're uh, i don't i don't know why I, I mean i can understand like from a cost perspective it's probably going to make a lot of money and there's not a lot of um there's not as much cgi in like god of war as you need in like 
a horizon or you know a, a last of us or something like that you know right. i mean you could do you could get away with like going to some remote location like they did with like game of thrones and stuff like that which would suck for the actors and actresses that have to do the shooting but at the same time like you have those landscapes in like the real world right like the only time you really need to get any cgi done is when you have to you know use the the chains uh the chain swords and like other you know when the other gods are in there and there's lightning and and things like that like i get magic it. Like, yeah creatures and whatever yeah but for the most part like i think the cgi bill is pretty low so and the return is pretty high if people watch it and it you know it reaches out to more people like the only question i have is who do you get to play kratos like and you know i know jason momoa is like you know like the first like thing that every, everybody says when they think about like a kratos character but is there somebody else that you think would be a good kratos I mean, I know a lot of people on Twitter were petitioning for the guy who actually voices Kratos to be mm-hmm. Kratos, but it's like, which, you know, I mean, if anybody knows the character, it's him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he is physically big enough and stuff. It's just, I guess, I don't know. Cause, like, in terms of acting, like, you know, he's obviously an actor. Like, he, like, he, I think he could do it. It's just, I don't think, obviously, they're going to pick. Like he's not a household name. Like they're gonna want if they're gonna shell out a bunch of money for a God of War TV show, dude. They're gonna pay for a Jason Momoa or someone like that. And Mm -hmm. I'm terrible with actor like names and stuff, but he's kind of like I guess the first person I can picture like that has like that build and like that stature and that kind of like where he's a douchebag and kind of like a prick, but a lovable (laughs) prick. Like not just like straight like oh dude you just hate this guy all the Mm -hmm. time because you do you know especially with the 2018 game and stuff like need someone who can kind of like pull in like those kind of like father son like compassionate kind of moments and stuff Mm -hmm. and that's the other thing i think they're going to struggle with with that show too is like kratos is a man of very few words like he's not like a filled with exposition right so like you have to have somebody you have to have a bunch of people around him that are going to be filling in those gaps for you um and it's pretty weird because it's you know i mean like the the newer ones is more of a solitary experience between him and his son and there's very you know there there are supporting characters that come in and help you but for the most part it's a pretty solitary journey um for those for those games um I'm just wondering how you make that, um, you know, enjoyable for people to watch. Like, so I feel like they can watch like season one of the Witcher and get kind of an idea of how they pulled it off. Cause it's the same way. Like, you know, draw doesn't, all he says is fuck like most of the time. <laughs> and then has like some exposition and stuff. The other way I could kind of see them pulling that off is if they kind of have, um atreus almost narrated like it's from his perspective of like his journey with his dad who like doesn't really speak and stuff so it's like he's kind of the overbearing like narrator of like oh like all this already happened and it's like him retelling it from like his memory of this is kind of like the events that happened and stuff with him and his dad like it all already happened and it's just like him kind of retelling you like what happened that's a pretty good idea Thank you. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Like, I think it's a good way they could pull it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good. I I, I like that. 
I, I'm on board with that. If they do it that way and they can pull it off, like I'm on board. I'll watch it. I'll watch at least the first couple episodes anyway. But you know, they got some. We got some pretty beefy actors that are on the bench right now. You know, we can probably uh, we can probably pick somebody up there. Yeah. Speaking of people who are on the bench, that was a nice <laughs> setup, by the way, dude. Dude, Henry Cavill, man. I I've never felt so bad for a person in my. So James Gunn, if you don't know. Well, let's let you in the know here. We'll go back a couple steps. James Gunn is now in charge of both the animated and like physical DC universe. Now him and I don't remember who the other guy who's in charge, but um, they basically are now in charge and they're trying to effectively fix the DCU. Things have kind of been, if you have been under wire, just don't know. Things have been in turmoil for DC for a while now. Like Wonder Woman 84 did not hit well. Uh, black adam did not hit well and you know all the problems they've been having with the flash they've done like i think five different sets of like reshoots like batman versus superman didn't like a lot of stuff has not gone right for uh dc so they put james gunn in charge and he's sitting there trying to do the kevin feige like eight-year marvel plan but for dc and figure out okay what are we doing like it's too fucked at this point between like different people playing Batman and this and that. And like certain people like don't want to play the characters they are anymore and whatever to try and retcon everything and like fix it. I think they were initially depending on the flash movie since it's going to be like flashpoint to try and do time travel bullshit and like fix everything. And at this point, I think Jimmy was just like, no, we're literally just going to start from square one again and kind of work our way up. I don't want to work with the Snyderverse. I don't want to have to deal with any of that. And one of the unfortunate downfalls of that is uh, Black Adam, which we are going to talk about in uh, spoiler talk. It's now on HBO Max, but um, I don't think it's really a spoiler since it's kind of been all over the internet, whatever. But at the end of Black Adam, uh, spoilers, I guess, if you haven't seen it, but Henry Cavill, Kate comes back at the very end as Superman and he made posts about it that like, yeah, he left the Witcher to play Superman again. And then uh, because of James Gunn and them changing the DCU, this was all done prior to them taking over. And then now James was like, Hey, Henry, buddy, pal, kind of <laughs> we're thinking a different direction for superman and we don't really want you playing superman anymore but there's like a lot of cool possibilities in the future for other dc characters for you to play but we kind of don't have that role for you anymore so harry cavill left witcher for superman lost superman and then but luckily he kind of landed on his feet now he's uh working on i guess a warhammer tv show that i i don't think it's 100 percent confirmed i think it's all kind of speculation still at this point but as far as i know they're working with him to be a lead actor slash executive producer on a warhammer series that should will hopefully be on amazon if amazon can buy the rights to it and stuff and i think that's smart like amazon saw the opportunity that henry cavill's free he loves warhammer one of his biggest gripes about the witcher was that they were fucking with the lore and whatever and he was not a fan of them deviating from the source material and so them bringing him in and promising him like executive producer spot whatever to ensure that it's accurate to his standards and stuff and that he's happy smart move on their part they saw an opportunity and before marvel before anybody else could try and snatch him up they're like 
here's a bag of money, Henry. You want to come play for uh, Amazon? And he was like, yes, sir. Yeah, dude, that that was awesome. I mean, it was a, it was a good, it was a feel good thing, right? Because like Henry, I feel like he's one of us, you know. Like, I mean, he was he's probably he's part of the one percent that made it to the top, right? But he's you know he builds his own PCs. He's he's big into the the game universe. Like he's got all that lore. He's you know he loves Warhammer. Like I wanted to see him get a W, and like you know this this is a good place for him to land. Um, you know, if you're gonna nitpick about like true lore and storytelling and making sure that people enjoy their experience of like these shows that they're watching and that they're accurate to what they're expecting as well. I think that's a good, I think that's a good play. And like, I would love to see him in like the, that Warhammer armor, like and just be out there just like wreck and shop. Now that is going to be one hell of an expensive show to continue making. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how long, Amazon wants to go down that road if they do, you know, pull him in to to do this this uh series. But I mean, right now I'm stoked. Like I want to see it. I want to see everything that they have to offer with him kind of manning the uh, manning the ship, so to say. Yeah, and it's one of those I could totally see them doing like a six episode kind of almost like a mini series thing for like season 1. And kind of that way, it's like half the cost, whatever, kind of cut down on the budget a little bit to try and, I guess, see if they're how big the audience is for this. Because I know Warhammer's, I know a lot of people who play Warhammer mm-hmm. and are like very well versed and like love the lore. And like, but I don't know jack shit about Warhammer. I know uh, our boy who's missing, Zach, is a, I think he likes Warhammer and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I um I read a lot of the books um maybe like 7 years ago. Like I went through a lot of like the different factions and a lot of the different um you know characters and um I guess you know not only just like the space marines but like you know other factions that like the the priests and and all the other people and like there are a bunch of interesting stories to tell there. It's just you it's a it's such a massive universe that it, that's going to be the hard part is like scaling it down to like one faction right away you know it's like i don't i don't know if you can get the whole world in you know once you you know the first season like you just kind of it's like an onion you just got to start with like the core where everybody wants you to start and then just like work your way out from there so it'll be interesting to see the direction that they choose, but like, you gotta go, you gotta start with the space Marines. That's what everybody wants to see. They want to see the war. They want to see like, you know, the, the, all the, the strife and like these crazy battle scenes. And so, you know, I hope, I hope they can pull it off and I hope Henry can, can get a, like another strong franchise under his belt. Yeah. And for all of those of you thinking, Oh, well now that he's free, he can go back to Witcher. Henry already said he has no intentions of going back to The Witcher, which is unfortunate. I know a lot of people were upset when he left, and then the fact that they were replacing him with the least attractive of the Hemsworth brothers. But yeah, I think the damage is already done there, and he has no intention of crawling back to Netflix for that show. So 
it is what it is, unfortunately. Yep. I mean, you got to go into greener pastures, man. I mean, like, it seemed to me that, like, you know, it was kind of coming to a head anyway. Like, there were kind of butting heads there um, with regards to the direction they wanted to go with that show. And it just seems like, you know, maybe maybe going with uh, what Liam Hemsworth is is the better direction. Because it doesn't seem like he really knows the property too well. He just knows it's a popular property. And I think he's just going to go along with the changes that they make. And they're just going to hand him money. And he's just like, yeah, like this is the best thing I've been in in years. So I mean, that's that's my question, too, is like, do you think that like Netflix is just like, well, I think this is going to be like the last season. Like, we'll just like do what we want to do with the season and we'll just call it quits at the end because it just seems like there's just too much flux. See, it's so weird. I know we talked about this a couple episodes ago when it was initially announced. I literally don't under like to me, the smartest thing for their part would have been to just they have this other witcher show coming out i think it's like literally comes out in like a couple weeks the one that's like takes place before like 300 years or whatever before the events of the witcher show so it's like and they have an animated movie or whatever on netflix too that like also takes place in a different time like do that do more of there's an entire other world and other witchers that like don't revolve around Geralt specifically it's like just do that like he doesn't have to be he could be any other witch like we met like seven or eight of them in like the last season of the witch like do something with like one of them or this other guy that we didn't like I don't have a problem with him being a witcher but it's just so how they're gonna try and explain if they even do attempt to explain the fact that it's not Henry Cavill and like why it's like so weird it's just like baffling to me at this point like (laughs) I think like just end it like yeah end it with like the next year, if, even if they didn't have an ending for it, like do the Sopranos thing, I guess, and just cut to black and be like, yeah, Geralt got on his horse and went on his merry way. And we don't know if we're ever going to see him again, I guess. But sure, <laughs> like something like it just seems so weird to me that they're so gun ho to just replace him. Watch they'll do something at the beginning of the next season where like they just do a bunch of B-roll cuts where like, you know, there was like a bunch of Henry Cavill stuff and they do that. They just kind of like fade to black on him, like riding off into the sunset. And then there's like this new witcher that rolls into town. It's like <laughs> his horse just explodes. Like, well, I guess that's the end of that. Goblin puts like a bomb underneath his horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, dude, that's so funny. It's a bummer, but you know these are the times we live in. Uh, I heard that there's going to be um, they're they're finally done with Invincible season two, and it's coming out early in uh, 2023. I'm super stoked about that. I am incredibly excited for more Invincible. That's been one where it's been so hard because I've been really excited for it, and I've been so tempted to try and like read the comics or do something to kind of like learn what's coming and i've had like stop myself like no just wait for the show like it's gonna come out soon you don't wanna i don't want to ruin it for myself and then be like oh you know like oh i already know what's happening or oh this wasn't in the comic and be like one of those people so i'm like i just want to enjoy it at face value Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and uh i don't know this is a good time to do it but um i hear I hear a banjo playing in the background, and I just need to go, it's time for some trailer trash. Yeah. I just blew out my microphone there. But um, yeah, I, I saw a trailer this week that I wanted to talk about. The um, It's called 65. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. Oh, I did. Let me tell you what. That is a 
we're going the day that comes out movie to see. It has <laughs> all the check marks for Megan. Dinosaurs, space, Adam Driver. Like, need I say more? <laughs> it does seem interesting, right? Like, so basically, if anybody hasn't seen it yet, go check it out on YouTube. Uh, the trailer's out there. But uh, Adam Driver is a pilot of a spaceship. Um, he's carrying like 35 passengers. They're all in cryosleep. Um, his ship hits an asteroid. They land on an alien planet. Uh, it's, you know, it's habitat. It's habitable for humans. Um, and he's basically going out to try to find the extra people in his, in his uh, ship that crash landed. He finds one survivor. Um, of course, they are, you know, from, you know, they're capable of space travel. So they have futuristic weapons and cool gear. Um, and they land on a planet that has dinosaurs. Um, you know, it's essentially what it is, I think, is or, you know, what they basically set it out to be in the trailer is these futuristic people land on Earth um, during the Jurassic period. And uh, it's basically Adam Driver and this, uh, you know, one of the passengers that he finds trying to survive against dinosaurs uh, like T-Rexes and Velociraptors. He's got a machine gun that looks pretty cool. He's got some cool motion sensor stuff. He's got some cool stun grenade things. Um, it's directed by Sam Raimi. Uh, so, you know, there's a, there's a lot of potential there, and it looks really, really good. Um, so I suggest you guys go see it. Uh, yeah, I think, Justin's, or I think Justin said he's going to be there day one. Zach's going to be there day one. I'm going to try to be there day one, probably sleeping, but I'll be there. Yeah, I will say when I saw the trailer, so my immediate thought is, have you ever seen Pitch Black? Yes. Yes, it is literally, it's Pitch Black with dinosaurs is, is what it is. <laughs> it is, you know, Vin Diesel on the ship being transported. Something goes wrong. Ship crashes on some weird planet and he escapes out. And that's, it literally seems like Pitch Black with dinosaurs and I'm 100% on board. And also reminds me a lot of, I don't know if you've ever seen the, uh, animated Godzilla movies on Netflix, mm -mm. but it also very much reminds me of, it's like a set of three movies. And the first movie is essentially uh, humanity left earth a long time ago because earth was becoming inhabitable. So they left and were like in space, like on the space station thing and whatever. But that was only supposed to be like a temporary solution. It wasn't meant to be like a permanent thing and they're like starting to run out of like resources there whatever so they're like okay well we we are at the point now where we kind of have to attempt to return to earth or whatever and see if it's like habitable now or if we can like fix it and they come back and earth is now it is for the most part i guess inhabitable again but it is overrun with dinosaurs and they are mutations from godzilla they're not his like kids but they're like there are other dinosaurs like uh, pterodactyl, like whatever, but they are akin of Godzilla's DNA or whatever. And there are Godzilla is there on the earth or whatever. And they're like, oh, we need to like take down Godzilla so that we can live here again and stuff. And then the entire movie, they're like sitting there trying to figure out how they can take down Godzilla. And they like enact their big final plan at the end to take down Godzilla only to realize that uh, what they're taking down is not Godzilla and it is one of Godzilla's kids. And then actual Godzilla arrives from under the ground and is fucking massive. <laughs> and that's where the first movie ends. And then the second movie begins with him butchering the entirety of them, like as they're retreating because they fucked up. 
Nice. Uh, I will have to definitely check that out. But yeah, yeah I mean, um, it seems like Jurassic Park, but with better weapons. And the my only hope about the movie is that Sam Raimi, like, he takes a long time to develop like his his movies right like i mean like it's all about like the first and second act like setting up the third act and like so sometimes those movies can feel long Mm -hmm. or slow or drawn out and i just hope that like this one is more of like a steady like you know increase like first act is like setting everything up like they crash like then like you know he has a couple interactions with like you know the dinosaurs but it really doesn't seem like they have any interactions with dinosaurs until after he finds you know his uh you know survivors from the ship so i don't know we'll we'll see that that's my only concern is like i'm just worried that it's going to take a long time to develop and then what you really want to see is going to be such a short part of that movie right um while we are in trailer crash two other trailers came out this week Mm -hmm. uh then one the barbie trailer (laughs) <laughs> teaser trailer anyway came out and i gotta say it looks pretty fucking funny like the fact that it had a 2001 space odyssey reference like, it was hilarious to me and i'm like okay like it i think it is very self-aware of what it is and mm-hmm. it isn't gonna take itself like super serious but i'm i'm excited to see a full trailer for it but from everything i've seen it looks pretty hilarious mm. I'll take your word for it. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, yeah. Uh, the other trailer, which I don't think, if you weren't a fan of the Barbie one, I don't think you're going to be a fan of this one, but uh, Scream 6 got a new trailer. That I saw the I gonna... saw the screenshot for the for the movie, and I was like, this has got to be a joke, right? Like, this is, this is not real. <laughs> no, it is real, it. and they're going to New York, which mm. is, I, I'm excited for, because it's like only so many things can happen. I think it's, what town? I, I want to say town of Derry, but I swear to God, I think that's it. Um, <laughs> so I don't remember what the town or whatever that they're from is called. But, you know, every movie, it's like that's like the thing. It's like it, everything always happens in this town. It, it's always Sydney and stuff. And it's like, I'm glad that we're moving away from that. Like she after the last one or whatever, they find that ended Sydney's arc. And now we're like now with the new group that they kind of introduced the two survivor girls or whatever from the last movie. It's now them and their friends or whatever. And they're in New York on the subway train and it's Halloween and people are wearing the ghost face masks and stuff. So it gives me very much like a Friday the 13th, like Jason does Manhattan kind of like vibes and stuff to it. <laughs> so I'm I'm incredibly excited for a new so like with the entire city being a hunting ground. That seems like a really cool concept that they have a lot to work with. So I'm excited to see what they do. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, you're I'm like, excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Shan, if you can't see Shannon's face, he could not care less about Barbie or Scream, apparently. No, you know what? Like, I will check out the Barbie one just because my curiosity won't let me not check that out. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, just because of, like, you know, I've seen so many, like, shots of just Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie running around in, like, day glow colors and yeah. like you know and i just like, i just want to like see. neon rollerblades and stuff yeah. at the beach and like they're wearing like the classic like 90s and like late 80s like barbie outfits and stuff which is hilarious to me and the pink corvette and yeah yeah so it's, good yeah it's it's yeah i need to see this i need to see the train wreck but um yeah i think that's it for our news this week um do we want to roll into what we've been playing 
Dude, well, before we do that, I want to roll into... Zach, Zach's not here, guys. So before we roll into what we've been playing, now is as big an opportunity as I'm going to get, and it's kind of fitting since it's end of the year. So uh, for Shannon especially, since he's the only one besides mm-hmm. Zach that would give a shit about this, I have comprised Justin's top 10 animes of 2022. Oh, yes. And I, I'm not going... I won't take everyone's time too much but i know i've had some people message me and stuff like paul from like the discord and stuff like that like justin like what animes can you recommend that you've been watching and i'll tell you guys right now i messaged this to zach and shannon earlier this week because i was comprising this list i've watched over 30 animes this year uh, um, not all of them to completion most of them to completion but not all of them and uh i have comprised for you my top 10 and some of them are surprising. I was surprised by some of them. And I'm just going to go from 10, work my way up to one. And Shannon was very surprised by this one that's on the list. Number 10, if you'd have told me at the beginning of the year that this was on my list, I would have called you a fucking liar. <laughs> but lo and behold, Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War. Jesus. Is, yes, number 10. Bleach came back this year with a new series they did a manga for it and stuff and they've now animated it where this takes place after the original anime for bleach and stuff but it it also involving the past a lot of people were confused about like when this takes place um because the initial blood war it's referencing is the war between um the the uh quinties and the spirit uh detective spirit detective whatever the spirit whatever ichigo in them are like it's the war between them in the spirit realm and uh the quincy's and shit and they like massacred all the quincy's and it's been a thousand years since then and like the leader of the quincy's is still alive and has like rebuilt an army and he comes back to soul society to just fuck shit up and murder everybody and I'll be I loved Bleach when it like originally aired and stuff. It had some banger openings. The art style is always like really interesting and mm-hmm. unique and stuff with like a lot of the different outfits they choose. Like it has like a really nice kind of almost like reminds me a lot of Persona, like with like the flair and stuff that they give their characters. And this one's just been banger. It's been a return to form for them. It's been violent, lots of blood, lots of people have died. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I like about this is because it's not the 700 chapter shonen jump whatever like it's just one arc that takes place so it's like this is there's no bars like people will die like there is no they you need to see these characters in like 500 more chapters like no 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 like a lot of people die in this and a lot of cool fighting happens they bring back a lot of the original people that you know and you meet a lot of new people and it's been really nice and it's one of those things where it's been a long time since i've seen bleach and they do a really good job at like you could watch theoretically you could watch this having never watched the original anime and probably still enjoy it but of course it helps they do a lot of flashbacks to show you like these different people from the original anime and stuff so that you kind of get a frame of reference as to what the hell they're talking about but it's been nice like not being completely left out of the dark and stuff and you get to see a lot of the new people are incredibly dope. Like there's squad zero because there's 13 squads in soul society. And in this one, you get to meet squad zero who is only five members, but they're all captains. 
And each of them has an aspect that like they introduced to Soul Society. So like the one dude, their swords, the Zanpakdos, the one dude makes those. He was the original maker of the Zanpakdo. And that's like his job for Soul Society. Another one is the one that like trained, he does medicine and stuff. So he's the one that like trained the current captain or whatever who does medicine and stuff. He like trained her and he's like better than her at it and stuff. So they're like the best of the best. And so like Ichigo is like training with them and we get to see where they stay and stuff. They stay in a special part of Soul Society that has like nothing to do with the other part because they're like beyond that because they were handpicked by the Soul King or whatever to be captains and stuff of their own squads. So getting to get that lore and stuff has been incredibly cool. Like it's not cheesy at all. And it's been great. I think you would like it. And it's on Hulu. Um, Dude, it, I'm, I'm all about it. Because like yes. it's been like a good ten years since I've seen a good like I mean Bleach ended in two thousand twelve I think so like to see like an, a return to form is good. Um, my co- question to you is: Does it it are there lulls? Like, do you feel like there are some episodes where you're just like, okay, this is for sure like filler, or like does something of value happen in like every episode? I will tell you right now, something of value have. That's what I think I really like about it is because it's just like gonna be i think it's like gonna be 13 at 12 maybe 13 episodes i think it's gonna be over like pretty soon but let me tell you what every week something happens and every week when the episode's done i'm like pissed off that i have to wait another (laughs) week like and that's like a good problem that you want to have you don't want to be like oh dude because there was times in bleach with like the bound and whatever like bullshit filler arcs where you're just like dude like how many fucking more like you're just praying that this is the final week of it so you can get back to the good stuff Mm-hmm. This has been beginning to end nothing but good stuff. And nice. it's like they're cramming like as much as they can, I feel like, into each episode. And so I appreciate they are valuing my time, which is not something a lot of Shonen Jump animes mm-hmm. tend to do. So that's all I could ask for. Are they half hour episodes or are they like 40 minutes? Like uh, They're half hour. Okay. So 22 minutes or whatever. Um, I have Hulu with ads, so it still equates to probably about 30 <laughs> minutes with the ads and stuff, but um, it's been great. I definitely nice. recommend it. Awesome. What's the next? So number nine is Engage Kiss. It's on Crunchyroll. This was a new anime that came out this year. Um, the general premise is there's de- like classes of demons. It's kind of like Pacific Rim in a way where they have like demons invade this like city or whatever, and they have different classes. So they have bounty hunter kind of people who take care of these like demons and stuff by they auction off jobs for them to like clean up these demons uh the main dude has like a gun and he i want to say like what is his power like he's like he does like some sort of magic shit but also with the gun but his thing is is in order to really fight the demons he made a contract with another demon and that's kind of his thing is she helps him And but their contract, which you find out during the show, is that in order for her to activate her powers, it costs something from him and he trades his memories. So throughout the show, it's kind of gets really sad towards the end because it's like every time he's doing it, he's losing part of himself and he just like doesn't remember certain things and so it kind of get by the end of the anime he like basically doesn't remember (laughs) who he is anymore so it gets like really fucking sad as he's just like forgetting everything and you can see it all the time and like there's people who love him and shit are like 
he doesn't even remember who they are anymore like uh, because he's lost all his memories mm-hmm. but he's doing it because his parents were murdered by demons and stuff so it's like the way he can fight back so he's like i'll pay whatever i have to to like get revenge for them but it was a big surprise for me i was not on my radar at all and then when it started airing i was like oh this is pretty good and then like two more episodes go by and i'm like oh this is fucking dark (laughs) and then it just gets darker Mm -hmm. but then it gets really good and stuff so i i definitely recommend it it's only i think 12 episodes or something like that i don't know if we're getting another season or not of it they kind of set it up at the end to where it's kind of open-ended i guess if it gets renewed we might get another season but if not i'm not sad at where they ended it so that's Mm kind of nice nice so then number eight is something i won't go too spoilery for it since i know shannon is behind but attack on titan final season part two it was fucking great like it's (laughs) part one was like really good it was a lot of setup and then part two, they kind of cashed in a lot of the setup that was done in part one at the beginning. And then there was a lot more building. So it's very slow. A lot of political shit happens this season, but it's very good political shit. And then like the last couple episodes, it's just fucking Titan fights. And it's just badass. And there is going to be a part three. I think it comes out. I think it was initially supposed to come out the end of this year, but I think it got pushed to like February of next year but that's the final part or whatever so they did a lot of setting more setting up for what's going to be the final part three final season part three or whatever (laughs) it's going to be like fucking 20 episodes of the final final season but it's been really good for something that season one was a banger season two everyone kind of fucking hated Mm -hmm. and then season three onwards was just amazing and it's only gotten better each season it's been great and i'm hoping they stick the landing and it's one of those things where it's like, if everybody dies, I feel like that's like the best ending that could happen is if just everybody ends up killing each other. So, so I'm that, here for it. You think that's what they're working towards? They're like, okay, we, we kind of have ourselves in like this infinite loop where like basically everything's just going to start all over again. And like they're trying, that's why they're drawing out the, the final seasons because like they realize that they can retcon it and it's not too late. So they just kind of put out what they have to where they keep people entertained but like <laughs> you know they're they're struggling on the back end to find a resolution i mean not to be super so like so the aaron's actual power the whatever the attack titan or whatever his like power is you end up finding out i think it's in like season three something like that like his titan's power because all of them have different powers and like different abilities whatever and his lets him see through time so he gets to see everything. He gets to see like his, like shit with like his dad and like the past and like how Titans were initially like created and like all that stuff. But he can not only see the past, he can see the future as well. And so he can see what is going to happen and it's like an in, it's always been an endless loop. Like it's been this way so he comes to realization that everything will always be the same and nothing will change. So in order to change something, he's like, I will fucking kill everybody. I will wipe humanity off the face of the earth to stop the cycle. And that's kind of <laughs> where he's at. And then everyone's like, Oh, you're batshit crazy. We're going to stop you. And he basically goes, bitch, try me. And so it's like everybody first air of like, I'm going to end humanity. And they're like, Oh, <laughs> like we don't want that though. And he's like, too bad. <laughs> like, so, 
which is the insanest turnaround for me because if you've ever watched Attack on Titan, season one is basically just Aaron being like the biggest crybaby bitch the entire season and you fucking hate him. And in these like last two seasons, he went from crybaby bitch to, oh, like Papa Aaron's here and he's going to fucking kill everybody. And it's just the biggest turnaround in anime and it's great. Like I, I'm so happy to not see him give a shit anymore and just be like, no, we're ending this now. Nice. Nice. So what is your number What six? Yes. So, well, no, that was number eight. So number oh, seven, seven, My Hero Academia, season mm-hmm. six. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I will get to it. It's been great. Last season, beginning super good. And then midway through, it was just filler and like whatever fucking bullshit. And I'm like, dude, I don't fucking care. Just like we were talking about with Bleach earlier. It's just like, dude, like when is this going to get to something of relevance? And then it never did. And then the last couple episodes of that season, they finally focus on like League of Villains shit. And it was good again. But then it's over. And I was like, dude, I was like, I hope it's not like this next season. This season, since episode one to where it is now, shit is happening. Like heroes are dying. Villains are dying. Like it is an all out. It is like the war that like they've been building towards since season one is now happening where it's everybody versus everybody. And like blood is being shed. Like shit is hitting the fan. Like stuff is just every week going down and it's like, dude, I don't know who is going to walk away from this. Like good heroes are getting fucked up and you're just like, I'm hoping they're alive. I haven't seen them (laughs) since like they got their shit kicked in. So please say psych. I'm like on Google after every episode. Like, dude, dude, is this person dead dead? Like what is happening right now? (laughs) Oh, man, I can't wait. Super good. Yeah, I need to. That's one of the ones I regret falling off of, and I need to get back onto that one. Yeah, and I don't blame you for falling. There was times where I wanted to fall off of it in like previous seasons, just because of the filler shit. But this season, there has not been a lick of filler so far, and it's just shit happening every week. So I've been incredibly excited by it. Nice. Uh, Number six, I have Tomodachi Game. Uh, This one was very surprising. It is almost like a I guess like death game kind of style anime where a group of high school friends get sucked into a squid game style turn of events because one of them is in debt like millions of dollars and so they entered their friends and them into this game to earn money to get out of this debt and now all of them now share this debt so the game is kind of like they're trying to pass the debt off to each other <laughs> and stuff and so friendships get tested and they go through a bunch of different uh games and stuff and the reason why i have this one so high on my list is a the opening's a banger and it's really good it's a really good like style anime and stuff but it's one of the few animes where i've watched it beginning to end immediately after watching it i found the manga online and read it up to date it's not over yet i think it's almost over but it's like i don't know if we're getting another season and it's like dude i'm like i need to know how this ends because where it ends in the anime makes no fucking sense because it ends while they're still in the middle like of games and literally where they ended the anime there's like one more game they participate in and then it's over and then they like end up entering another game and it's like dude i feel like that would have been the place to end it (laughs) so i don't know why they decided to end it right there but it is, you know, very Death Note 
if you like Death Note and stuff like that, where the main dude is fucking crazy. He like murdered his parents and we don't really know why, but he is incredibly smart as well and like comes up with light Yagami style plans and you don't understand what's happening when you're watching it. And then you get the here. I'm going to explain for like five minutes why all of this happened because I planned for this to happen this way. And this is what actually happened. And you're like, oh, shit, <laughs> like this is what actually happened. So it has a lot of aha moments in it, which are really cool when you see them pulled off. So I dig it. Nice. Now, uh, let me see. I was going to say, so the, the, it's on Crunchyroll, right? Yes, it is on Crunchyroll. Most of these are on Crunchyroll. Uh, mm-hmm. Bleach, unfortunately, is like Hulu exclusive right now. But like Engage Kiss, Attack on Titan, I think might be on Hulu as well. But it's definitely on Crunchyroll. I know my hero is on Hulu slash Crunchyroll. Um, for my number five, which is Mob Psycho, uh, season three, Mob Psycho, great. It's made by the creator of One Punch Man. It's incredibly good. A lot of, uh, except with, unlike One Punch Man, Mob goes through, he is like godly fucking strong. He's a psychic and he kind of like bottles his emotions and then it has like a building point. And then once he hits a hundred percent, he kind of goes ultra instinct and just fucks everything up and like <laughs> loses control. Uh-huh. And it's been really cool getting to see his character development over the seasons. And season three has had some incredibly like as cool and actiony as it can be it's also incredibly sad and like emotional in parts and i'm not like the season finale is next week and i'm not looking forward to it because i'm like fuck dude it's gonna be sad i already know it's gonna be sad uh so 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 that's the one thing that's that's one anime that i've always been like i've always seen it and i've always been like oh should i watch this and i look at it and it just looks weird like i mean it just looks like hokey like kind of like i know it's got that one punch man like animation style to it yes um but it just it's always so hard for me to get into that one like i i I mean i've never even played an episode of it just because like i was like i don't even know if i can handle it but it is weird but -hmm. it's like a good weird because that's kind of his whole thing is like mob work like as little prince mob works for a uh like a psychic detective agency the -hmm. main dude though is not actually psychic Mm-hmm. Uh, so he just puts up a front where mob actually is psychic. So he kind of uses mob to actually like do the jobs and stuff. And he's kind of <laughs> just like a con man. Who's kind of just like somehow found his way to where he's at <laughs> right now, just through a string of lies ended up where he is mm-hmm. and mob kind of like doesn't use his powers publicly because like when he was a kid, he lost control and like hurt a bunch of people and stuff. So he's kind of bought which is part of why when he goes a hundred percent and like loses apeshit, like all his power like comes out and stuff. But throughout the seasons, like there's other sidekicks besides him and stuff that he like goes against and meets other people. And a lot of it is kind of like about him, like coming to terms with his powers and stuff. And like, like Rengen or whatever, the guy who's a fake and stuff like throughout the series, kind of like mobs, like, you know, I kind of know, like, I know you don't have powers and that you're a fake, but you've always been nice to me and listened and stuff. And that mattered more to me than you like lying and stuff. So it has like those, like, Oh my God, my feet, it hits you in the feels mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like so hard, but 
it's really good i recommend it like if you like one punch man mm-hmm. uh, it's literally by the same guy like so it has a lot of those elements in it yeah i love one punch man it's like the one thing i hate about one punch man is that i can never find season two on like Crunchyroll or anywhere like i don't know if it's there or not like but like i've been it's, trying to it, find season two forever it's on hulu it's oh, a hulu okay. exclusive it was okay. exclusive to hulu i don't know if season three is going to be that way but yeah season two is on i honestly season two is all right uh, uh hoping the next season's a lot better it's mainly just because there i felt like there was a lot of filler mm-hmm. and the animation was by a different studio so i feel like they cut some corners with mm-hmm. the animation in comparison to season one whereas the same people who did season one of one punch man have done all three seasons of mob hero <laughs> so okay. mob has stayed at like peak animation mm-hmm. but where one punch man season two ends like the last again the last couple episodes it's like fantastic and it's like god damn it like i want to get to season three because now they're getting like where i want them to be in the show so uh, cool cool yes so it's been super good number four chainsaw man Mm. i know shan's been excited dude chainsaw man has been immaculate it's been so good uh the animation is great dingy my boy is out there trying to cup a boob (laughs) and kiss kiss girls and he's had a shit life and you know he gets chainsaw man powers and it only gets worse for him from there (laughs) so um it's been really interesting it's taken i'll tell you what chainsaw man takes some turns man like it's if you think you know what that anime is about like just from watching like the first episode you have no idea (laughs) and it goes places and it does some like shit where you're like oh i really like this character and then they're not around anymore and you're like please say psych (laughs) and you look it up on google and they're not coming back so (laughs) it's like it's almost like game of thrones where i'm like i have no idea anything's fair game at this point uh and it it has big juju like kaizen like vibes for Mm -hmm. me and stuff like all the characters are really likable uh especially like unlike naruto and stuff like that like the women characters are incredibly badass and actually like fight and hold their own and they're not like tosuke save me like no they fuck shit up like (laughs) and they are hilarious like power is hilarious she has blood powers and stuff so she creates like blood hammers and like whatever and is like incredibly crazy and like the one dude can like summon he has they make contracts with demons and stuff too and he has like a contract with a like this like fox demon like wolf thing the uh the one uh like the one chick or whatever has a contract with a a ghost where she can use the ghost's hand to like crush shit and stuff and she like traded her eye for it and stuff Hmm. in order to like have access to this hand and stuff to use so it's really cool and that's one where each week i'm like just i have no idea what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. and then it happens and i'm like damn and i will give them props to the outro for each episode is completely different Mm -hmm. like it's a different ending like animation wise song wise it's completely different every single time and it's like dude the amount of work that went into this anime is like insane to me. Like they didn't have to do that and they did. So, That's awesome. Yeah, it's incredibly good. 10 out of 10 recommend. Uh my number 3, Akibara Made War. This one's on High Dive, which used to be bundled with like Verve or whatever, but then they have their own app now 
uh, the app, you can download it on Xbox and stuff. It's kind of like Crunchyroll. Uh, it's just another anime app and stuff. But uh, it's, I will tell you though, Akibara Maid War is fantastic. It's John Wick, but with maids. Nice. And it's like maids murdering each other. And uh, like there's like an over the creature land or whatever is like what this maid company is called. That is kind of the overarching hierarchy of the maids and stuff. And it's like them kind of going against uh, the grain of creature land. So creature lands like trying to kill the uh, oinky doink cafe is the, the, where they work, where it's the pig sty <laughs> and stuff. So that's like their theme. And they have a panda that's like a mascot. Mm-hmm. and it's like each episode just gets like weirder and weirder but in the best ways like they have a baseball episode where they play baseball against a rival made thing and the one chick doesn't want to murder anybody and she's like i just want to play a normal game of baseball and win against these people and then like two people end up dying during this game it, <laughs> it upsets her and the other team's like oh man i kind of just want to play normal baseball too so they're like no no these people are alive and then prop the dead bodies up like in the (laughs) dugout and stuff like look they're just tired like chilling over there and the girl's like oh my god they're alive cool we can continue playing baseball (laughs) and so they continue the game and stuff so it's like super fucked up but it's really good i recommend it nice now you're getting into your like your top three but i noticed that like you have like chainsaw man like my hero academia and like attack on titan you have some heavy hitters that are lower in your top 10 like what about some of these like some of these other series like have put it above like things that have been a staple in like anime like zeitgeist so like my main thing attack on titan even though it was great it's one of those things where it's not the end so Mm -hmm. it's like hard to fully judge it like what's there is good but you know i have no idea if part three is going to be good i have no idea um and so a lot of these like i've kind of been basing off and it's kind of hard to like you know with attack on titan it's been like five seasons or like whatever at this point like made war it's been one season but it's like beginning to end the entire package has been Mm -hmm. great and Mm -hmm. i've also kind of just based it off of a lot of this is just based off like how excited i've been to watch it each week too Gotcha. Like I said, Tomodachi game was fantastic, but like where it ended was really weird. And it's like, I don't know if we're getting another season and stuff. So like kind of as it was as a whole 12 episodes, it was great, but it's like, I don't really like where it ended since it's not technically over. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like made war, I don't know if we're getting another season, but it ends next week. And after last week's episode, I'm like, dude, I don't know what the fuck they're doing for the final episode. It's going to be weird. Uh, this next one, my number two, mm-hmm. uh, it is, I wish it was my number one. Unfortunately, the <laughs> one that is my number one could not be anything less than one. So it had to, <laughs> this had to settle for two, but it is the most excited thing. I watch it the second it comes out on Crunchyroll every Saturday. I did not think I would be excited for it because it is literally an anime about soccer, but <laughs> it is blue lock and it is the epitome of it's basically a death game anime, but with soccer And instead of people dying, you get voted out and you can basically never play soccer again. So instead of killing you, they kill your dreams (laughs) of ever (laughs) playing soccer again, which is even more cruel, I guess, than actually just killing people. But like the opening is such a fucking banger. Like normally I fast forward through openings. I watch it all the way through every fucking week. All the characters are great. The main character is not a Deku 
or a Aaron that cries his fucking eyes out like he actually does shit and isn't <laughs> annoying to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the other characters have like you look at them and it's like you could tell they pulled like, oh, like this is very Juju Kaisen. Like this is very Yu Hakusho. This is like they pulled almost all these different character types from all these other animes and put them in the soccer anime mm-hmm. and it works and it's great and it's like the other teams that they play against their team z and they've played against like team like y and x and whatever and most of the other people on like the people on this team there's like only four or five that you really care about and everyone else just kind of fills space and Mm -hmm. then on these other teams the captains like the two or three like captain people are like the main characters and then everyone else is just kind of filler but the captain people are incredibly interesting characters and i'm like excited to see like their interactions and stuff with like the main character and stuff are really cool mm-hmm. and they're also like badass except for an anime that's literally about playing soccer like these people are incredibly cool and they make soccer look incredibly cool and epic nice. and like the way they do it is super cool nice and my number one cyberpunk edge runners like i i wish i could put blue lock as number one but cyberpunk is and has been fantastic. It made me fucking cry at the end. So I feel like I had to actually put it because from like an emotional standpoint, I'm like, I don't think anything has like fucking wrecked me that hard <laughs> in a long time. It made me interested. It made me boot up and re-download Cyberpunk again. And it made a lot of people do that. Like sales went through the fucking roof for Cyberpunk since like launch as soon as this anime came out to the point where they did dlc involving the anime and stuff for cyberpunk because it was so successful and the soundtrack's beautiful the animation's beautiful the characters are amazing the story's great the action is badass it has nudity it has gore it has fucking anything you could want in an anime and more and (laughs) it's so good like beginning to end it's great they already said they're not doing a sequel to it or anything so it's like the story just is where it is it's 12 episodes I love it. Like it, I it should have won at the game awards. I'm kind of pissed. Arcane beat it because Arcane, although is good, mm-hmm. uh, came out like it feels like so long ago mm-hmm. in comparison. And I'm just like, Arcane was really good, and I do deserve, like, think it deserved. But I was just like, I think Cyberpunk has the slight edge over it in terms of like video game adaptation and stuff. So, well, there you have it, boys and girls. The top yes. 10 list. And I'm surprised. Like, seriously, like, there are some shows on there that I was not expecting to see, like, especially Bleach. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you've given me, you've given me a very robust list to jump into, and I'm very yes. excited. You have quite the backlog that I can't recommend enough that you catch up on, but... Dude, like, I don't know. It's like I, I have a week off, and it's like I got so much I got to cram into that week. So many video games, true. and so many. I'm just gonna have to make a poop chair, like you know, with a toilet seat, like <laughs> and to- that goes to the toilet. Just set up my whole like TV and get in PlayStation, like, so I can play. So sad. <laughs> so speaking speaking of video games, let's finally talk about Shannon. What the hell have you been playing? Bro, like this has been a rough week. So like the only thing I've been playing this week has been Pokemon. I've been stuck on I've been stuck on that thing like and I'm a little frustrated with it. I feel that this is to to me anyway, like I don't 
know how anybody else feels, but this is this feels like a more challenging Pokemon game than like other ones that I've experienced. Like Arceus, I just kind of felt like I just kind of breezed through that game. Like it, I just felt like I had my Pokemon that I wanted. They got leveled up relatively fast. I was able to beat anything pretty easily. Like I feel like with these, like there's a lot of time spent having to go to each gym and having to have the right Pokemon like set up. And like, especially when you get to like the end game stuff, like right as you finish, like all of like, you know, once you, once you get kill all the Titan like Pokemon and you get like, uh, that storyline progresses and you have to fight like the, the guy before going to like, you know, your final destination, there's like a good, for my, for my Pokemon, there was a good 10 level gap between the Pokemon that this trainer was using and what I was, who I was using. And like I was just getting my teeth kicked in like every single time <laughs> I went up to, to fight him. And the same thing uh, when you're doing like the star, like the star crew or whatever, like once you like finish out knocking all of them out and then you have to go like take on Cassiopeia, like before you get to Cassiopeia, like there's a, a, a trainer that you have to fight. Like he kicks my teeth in like and he's like a good 10 levels and like they use different Pokemon. So it's like, OK, now I have to have a set of five for this like particular battle and i have to have a set of five for this particular battle and they all have to be like levels like 60 or above right so i'm like whatever dude like this is gonna take some time so then i started doing the um like the caves like the uh the online like group battles because when you do those you get experience candies and like experience dust and things like that so I've been doing a crap ton of those so that I can just like feed my Pokemon that I want to level up. Like I could just feed them the experience candy so I don't have to go around and like murder things as much. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with that game. I just want to finish it out because I want it just out of my way, which is like, which tells me it's not going to be high on my, if it makes it to my game of the year conversation, it's not going to be high on the list because like, it just feels like it's padding to make the game longer. Mm-hmm. Um, which ruins the the fun of it for me, which is sad um, because I want to enjoy this game and I see the potential in it, but like, it's just, I, I want to be moving on to other things and I want to finish it because just to say that I did. Um, and so that's where I'm at. Like, you know, I, I play it for like an hour or two a day just to kind of move things along, um, but it's repetitive and it's getting boring. Um, so I can't wait to be done with it. Um, Justin, how about you? What have you been playing? So this week I played a little game. You may have heard of it. I don't know. It's called High on Life. Dude, I'm so <laughs> jealous. I'm so yes. jealous. <laughs> so I have been playing High on Life. It is on Game Pass. For those of you that don't know, High on Life is the new game from Squanch Games, which is the people who made Trover versus the universe or whatever. And it's headed by Justin Roiland, who is one of the co-creators of Rick and Morty and does the voices of Rick and Morty. And this game is a first-person shooter where you start out and your, like, parents are out of town or whatever, and it's just you and your sister at the house, and you're sitting there, And then your sister's going to have this party or whatever. And then these like aliens show up. You live in like a cul-de-sac kind of thing. And then these like aliens show up and they start like taking over the world. And you like find this alien pistol thing and it starts talking to you in Morty's voice. And he's like, bro, like 
they're gonna like fuck your guys' shit up like to them like humans are like a drug and they will like grind you up and snort you to get high off of you and uh if you want to live we need to get the fuck out of here so they like turn your he helps you turn your microwave into a like teleporter thing and you teleport your entire house off of earth onto this other alien planet with the goal that you are going to on this new alien planet kind of build up the weapons and like get what you need to go back to earth and like stop the invasion or whatever is kind of the general premise so you're you become a bounty hunter on this new planet and you kind of have these like people the g3 or whatever is what they're called and you need to go around and kind of take out the g3 in each of their different little districts or whatever and you get new weapons along the way you meet some like wacky zany characters and i'll be honest like i like i was definitely interested in it it's something that if it wasn't on game pass i don't think i would have initially like gone out of my way to buy it i'm not a huge like first person shooter person like in general um but i will say it is incredibly fun i love it like <laughs> yes if you yes if you love rick and morty style humor you're gonna fucking love it. like it is to a to a t like justin roiland and it's one of those things i know a lot of people initially were like oh with the gun talking to you that's gonna get annoying and blah. it honestly isn't like it's not annoying to me at all there are options where you can tone down um the gun talking to you like so in between like during cutscenes or like whatever things it will still talk to you but it'll cut down like the in between getting from a to b and stuff because sometimes they'll just like chat to you like when you're doing stuff but some of that stuff is fucking hilarious like the banter <laughs> between you and the gun is hilarious sometimes like there's like one part where one of the modes is you kind of do this glob shot thing that like bound like bounces off stuff you need like hit platforms and stuff like that to like knock stuff down and there was one part where i tried to do that and i missed and he's like oh he's like oh gee you really fucked that up like it's not that hard man you just pushed the left button like i don't know this was in the tutorial like why are you fucking this up right now and it's like it's so meta and it's like i know that's not for everybody but it's like from like a game design perspective it like throwing it in your face constantly it's just hilarious. Like there's an achievement called like fallout won't let you do this where you like murder a kid <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, so they like go for it. I feel like, and one of my other favorite parts is the fact that you get the different weapons. Like so far I have three weapons. I have a pistol, which has the Morty voice. Um, I have a shotgun that I'm not sure what kind of voice like it resembles like it's kind of like laid back and like whatever but the knife voice is my favorite and it's hilarious because if you've ever seen um there's a youtube video before it existed before rick and morty but it's called bush world and it basically has rick and morty in it but it's like australian like voices like rick's incredibly angry and australian and it's that exact voice so you have a knife that talks like Australian Rick and a gun that talks like Morty in your other hand. And it's so funny. And the knife just wants to stab people. He's like, oh, he's like, rip them open. He's like, oh, I rip them open, mate. Like, he's like, I won't fucking blow cover me in blood, mate. And like, he just goes ape shit for you, just like stabbing people. He's like, yeah, stab him up, stab him up. He's like, give me the flesh. <laughs> and so it, it's really good. Like, I like the humor. It's not 
super intensive like as like a first person shooter like as someone who's not good i would say at first person like shooters like call of duty and stuff it's incredibly forgiving Mm -hmm. and relaxed in that sense and i like the fact that if you just hit like up on the d-pad at any point it tells you like where your objective is almost like oh go this way like do what which is great because i get fucking lost all the time Mm -hmm. it like especially in first person i'm like dude where the hell am i and so it's nice to just constantly be able to like hit it really quick and be like okay i just need to go this way it tells you like 30 clicks or whatever out like oh go this way and then you'll hit that point and then hit it again and it's like oh 30 like go this way so it'll constantly like update you with like where you need to go which is nice because that just helps progress it along and it's like you don't have to do that if you want to walk around do whatever and there's tons of stuff to like walk around and like see and do there's full-on movies in the game that you can just watch on tv like in the actual game you could watch like an entire movie like beginning the fucking credits like it's weird and there's tons of weird little cuts like little shows and stuff that play on the alien like cable and stuff that are very reminiscent of uh the intergalactic cable like rick and morty episodes and stuff which is really weird shit one of my favorites <laughs> was three sock puppets <laughs> where the one sock puppet wants his wife to fuck this other sock puppet in front of him hmm. and he's like no no it's gonna be funny guys and he's like <laughs> as they're doing it he's like laughing he's like ha 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 and they're like you don't seem to be enjoying this he's like no i'm lo- this is hilarious and they're like, no, you seem pretty mad. And like, no, no, this is great, guys. Like, this is comedy. Oh, and it just goes on and on to where it's not funny mm-hmm. anymore. But then mm-hmm. it does that thing where it's gone on so long, it becomes funny again, <laughs> which is like the family guy thing where it just pushes a joke to where it's not funny anymore. And then it circles back around and it's funny again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's been pretty grived. I don't know how far I've done two two bounties i think i'm on my way to like the third guy at this mm-hmm. point so i don't know like how much game there is like i still have like i think a couple slots for like a couple more guns and stuff so i think there's still like i'd say i'm at least probably a good third of the way through the game if not more but is all the combat like pretty much like close combat or like do they have sniper rifles and and things like that i haven't got uh so most of the like enemies and stuff have pistols or like throw grenades and stuff like that um mm-hmm. uh i don't think i've seen anyone with like sniper stuff but there are times where there's like people up on roofs and stuff like shooting at you or whatever that you can't easily access so they like want you to like use the glob shot or something to uh do it and like your shotgun its secondary ability is that it shoots a disc that mm-hmm. sticks into the wall that um it does damage if it hits someone and it's like cool but it you can use it as a platform basically so to get up to places that like the environment won't normally let you get to Mm -hmm. you can kind of use the uh the disc thing to create an additional platform for you to get up to high places interesting and stuff like that and there is like upgrades and stuff like their shop where you collect money and stuff and there's treasure chests hidden around the world that like you open and stuff and you get money for your bounties and you do whatever. And there's like different shops. There's like a main shop in the main overworld, but then there's little shops that kind of sell like, Oh, only like maybe like one or two like little upgrades. So it's like, if you want there, you have to kind of go back and like revisit those shops to get them. But there's stuff to upgrade, like your pistol to like hold more like ammo or like recharge quicker or do whatever there. I got an upgrade for knifey to make it so that um, he, I think like, I don't know, like, recovers fat like some like 
does something faster or something like that. So there's like stuff for your like weapons and like you can get like new suit and stuff like that. I just kind of I've been playing it on easy mode, mm-hmm. like just because it's like I'm not looking for like a super intensive like shoot. Even if I think I was playing on normal, I don't think it would be like incredibly hard. But for me, I'm just kind of like there's so many games right now, man. Like I'm just trying to get through like I just want to get through the ha ha's and I'm not like necessarily about the experience. The experience has been fun, but I'm like, I just kind of want to mainline my way through the game so that I can like focus on other stuff as well. But it's been a fun time though. I definitely recommend it. Now, is there like a fable element to it where you can choose to be good or bad? Or is it just like you basically just play fast and loose and like if people get in the way and you murder them, that's just part of the game? Yeah, there's like, and it's so hard for me to know, like there are points where it's like, Oh, like it makes it seem like you have an option to not like like killing the kid. Like it makes it seem like there's an option to not kill the kid, which I think there might be. There probably is a way to get around it. The easiest way is to just fucking shoot the kid and go about your like life or whatever. But like there was one where it's like these dudes at this construction site were kind of like blocking the way and they're like, oh no, you can't do whatever. So I I killed them all to then get through. But it's like, was there an alternate way that I could have possibly gotten through? Maybe. I don't know. I'll, I'll never know because I shot them all <laughs> and went through it. But I, I don't think that makes me a bad person. But the gun was kind of like, ah, oh, geez. Like, do we really have to kill all these people? Like, Cold Stone murdered them. Like, this game's not. We just lost our E for everybody rating now. Like, oh, geez. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. So I, I have enjoyed that. The other thing I've been playing, which I'm actually, I think Zach would really like this one. It's kind of a puzzle game. It's called um, Potion Craft. Mm-hmm. It is also on Xbox Game Pass. And it's great. Like the art style is fucking gorgeous. I love it. The general premise is you're an alchemist and you essentially run a shop and you make potions for people. And depending on what their problems are, depends on what kind of potion you're going to offer them and you put it on a like you you actually make the potions you have to gather ingredients from your garden and then you brew the potions and then you make the potion and you put it on the scale to sell them and at that point it becomes cool because it's like okay you make the potions you do whatever but then when selling the potions you they're like okay i'll give you 15 gold for this potion you can accept that or you can haggle with them and then haggling there's different variables to it. And it's like, you're holding a conversation. You have to hit like, it's almost like a quick time event in certain ways, but it's like, you have to hit certain things and you can like get the price. Like then I'm like, oh, okay, well now I'll give you 18 or whatever instead of 15 and stuff. So it's like, you can kind of wiggle, do some wiggle room with that and stuff. And the coolest thing though, is the actual making potions part. It succeeds in doing that where like I played little witch in the woods or whatever. I know Zach mm-hmm. played it and we were both kind of disappointed by it. It does what I feel like I thought Little Witch in the Woods was going to do in that aspect of brewing potions and whatever. Like what I wanted out of making potions was like a sense of experimenting, like a sense of discovery, like playing around, like fuck around and find out. Mm -hmm. And that is what this is. And the way it does it is fucking genius. Like so you have your garden and you collect your ingredients and do whatever. And it gives you like the initial like potion the health potion or whatever it's like the first one it's like okay you take this ingredient you grind it up in your little mortar and pestle put it in your cauldron and then you take this ingredient you grind it up in your little porter and pestle put it in the potion you stir the fucking cauldron 
and then um, you do whatever, and then you like can finish the potion, and then you can save your recipes too. So then you're like, you have that recipe written down, like this and this, boom. But the way when you're making potions, the way that's actually done, it's like a giant fucking map. It almost looks like the uh, like in Harry Potter, the um, I solemnly swear I'm up to no good. My it looks very similar to that, mm-hmm. but there's all these paths, and you can't tell what makes what. But like as you're mixing stuff, there's like a dotted line like appears, and it's like okay, now you're going in this direction, and you're like discovering like while you're exper- you're basically experimenting with the ingredients, and you're kind of like okay, throw this in. And like grind this up and see like where does the like, and it shows you before you do it like if I use this ingredient what direction is this going to take me in so you can kind of get an idea of where you're going on this like roadmap mm-hmm. and you're trying to like discover and that's how you discover new potions and stuff by throwing random ingredients in and figuring it out mm-hmm. and it's incredibly smart and then it's like oh I went a little too far well you have water that you can like dilute your potion a little bit to like go back a little bit like if you overshot something or fucked it up a little bit you can like use water to like kind of backtrack a little bit and that's so smart and it's cool because it's like it even tells you like after you make the first potion and do whatever like hey sometimes there may be ways like not every way like oh making a health potion yeah it's this and this but there may be other ways to get to there like this might be the most efficient way of doing it for now but later on, that might not be the most efficient way. Once you have other ingredients, there may be quick, like there was potions I made where it took five ingredients. And I was like, once I figured out how to make it, I was like, I bet you I can do this in four if I use these ingredients instead. So I made a more efficient version of it. Hmm. And it's like, that's so cool to me that like you're sitting there playing with these ingredients and it's like, yeah. And then I was experimenting. I made this one potion with like 12 ingredients just because I was fucking around trying to see how far in the roadmap I could get to uncover as much as I could. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, yeah, realistically, I could make this with six ingredients, but I used 12 in this one instance just so I could get the bigger picture. So I'm like, now I'm like, oh, I can go this way from here. And you're like writing it down like, okay, well, this path, if I use this, 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 I can get to this point. And then if I can experiment with this ingredient instead. So that aspect of it is incredibly cool. And I really like it. And it's one of those, the one downside, the one thing I don't really like is you can tell it is a PC game. Like mm. it would probably work fantastic. So if you have PC Game Pass, that's probably a way to play. It does work on Xbox and it's fine, but it's just like you can tell like with like the stirring of stuff, like you could tell like if you had a mouse, everything would be so much easier than it just like auto popping to whatever for you to like use the Joy-Cons and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I definitely recommend it though. It is incredible i do i definitely want to play more and that's the only reason i haven't played more is because i am playing high on life but it's also because i really want to play it on pc i think more than on the xbox i think it'd be a lot go by a lot quicker and easier making the potions gotcha nice but well uh that it is that it that that's all you know that's all i'm gonna say that i've been playing wow well i mean i do hear the sirens which is why i'm telling you i think we need to go to the spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. That's right. Earlier, told you guys, have you seen Black Adam? I have not, but you can go ahead and spoil it because uh, the desire for me to see it is pretty low. So I'll tell you what, the desire for me to see it was incredibly low. The bar <laughs> was just the fact that it came out. Though I'll, I'll be 100% honest. The main reason why I even decided to watch Black Adam was solely because like of the rock shit fit of like, unfollowing like the black adam like on and so like he apparently like 
was very mad about this movie and had like a falling out with DC and like whatever and it underperformed and they lied about the numbers or whatever that like it did and stuff. So all the controversy surrounding the movie is what made me want to watch the movie. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, like let's see what we're working with. And I'm going to be real honest with you. The first two acts of the movie, I didn't think were that bad in terms of DC (laughs) movies. Mm -hmm. I actually thought it was pretty deep. Like, was it better than the suicide squad or, um, I don't know, say like Wonder Woman or like Aquaman. Like what was it better than those? No. But was it better than like the first Suicide Squad movie, Batman versus I would say so. At least in the first two acts, I thought it was better. Uh and then it fucking completely lost me in the third act. I'll tell you right now, that <laughs> act was like a fucking shit show in my eyes. But uh so the general premise is The Rock, he was a slave and um his people were working for this king who like fucked with dark magic and needed this like i forget what it was called like eternium or fucking whatever some like magic mineral in order to complete this crown of chaos or whatever and he finds it and like holds this revolt or whatever and is like fuck the king like we want to be free like free the people and they're like this is heresy like we're gonna kill you and then like right before uh getting killed the the kid gets poofed out of existence and then is in the room with the wizards and they deem him worthy of being shazam or whatever like getting the shazam powers or whatever and so he gets the powers and then uh comes back and like fights tyranny like ends up killing the king and like whatever and then shit goes to sleep well, you go throughout the movie. So, you, I mean, we are in the spoiler zone, so I'm not even going to ask Shan if he hears about spoilers. Mm-hmm. So you end up finding out that by the end of this movie that that kid was not Dwayne The Rock Johnson that got the powers because he's like, throughout the entire movie, they, they preface this numerous times that he is not a hero. And I feel like a lot of that was Dwayne through, like, he's like, I don't want to be seen as a hero. Like, you know, he's a villain. Black Adam is a villain in the comics and stuff. But as you know, with, like, Marvel, like, with Venom and, like, all this shit, like, they don't really like portraying the villains as actual villains. Like, I think Joker is probably the only movie that, like, actually portrayed a villain as, like, being a real villain. Like, most of the time, they're like, yeah, he's a bad guy, but he's not a bad guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... But this movie, they like, yes, reference many times that he is not a good guy. And Rock's like, yeah, you know, like I wasn't like the wizards didn't choose me or whatever. And it's because, yeah, you find out the wizards did not choose Dwayne The Rock Johnson to be Shazam. They chose his son um, to be Shazam. And The Rock was there during this entire time when the shit happened. And his son became Shazam. And The Rock was dying of some fucking disease or whatever. And the Shazam powers were like the only thing that could save him. So his son transferred the powers of Shazam to him to turn him into black Adam. And then his son like caught a fucking stray through the head or whatever and died. And then he like murdered fucking everybody, but he's right. He was not chosen by the wizards. He was chosen by his son to become Shazam or whatever and get the powers. But for the most part though, like the entire movie is very much a justice society movie that 
the Black Adam happens to be in. Like Doctor Fate and uh, Hawkman or whatever, to me are the highlights of the movie. Like mm-hmm. their relationship is really cool. Like their interactions. Doctor Fate is very much. I feel like when making this movie, they watched Doctor Strange multiple times and were like, "Let's just do this." And they basically do Doctor Strange shit with him in the movie. And it looks really cool. And he was definitely one of my favorite characters in the thing. But the thing that kind of kills it for me in the third act is just like, they fucking, (laughs) I feel like they had an ending in mind for the movie. And then Dwayne The Rock Johnson watched it and was like, no, I don't like this at all. Like, this is what we're going to do. And (laughs) it's just some of the dialogue is so fucking corny and i'm trying to find where it is i wrote it because it's like it was so fucking bad like the the one chick or whatever the main chick who heard and her son and family like help uh dwayne the rock johnson and stuff throughout the movie and they're like oh you know like he he's not that bad like he's helping my family and you guys fucking like the justice society where have you been because our country's been under like terrorist control for like years and years and you guys never fucking did anything about it like he's doing something about it like and you guys are the heroes like what the fuck have you done for us but at one point she literally says it's his darkness that lets him do what heroes like you cannot (laughs) like that is the edgiest like seventh grade (laughs) bullshit i have ever heard in my life like i couldn't believe that was a real fight i had to pause the movie so i could (laughs) rewrite that in discord because i'm like this is like an actual line in this movie right now like it blew my mind so so here's my question so like through the whole movie he's supposed to be like this anti-hero right like i mean he's Mm. doing good but like kind of just because he's in the right place at the right time to do it but like he doesn't really care one way or the other like so it's like he's doing good but he's like killing people along the way and that's what the justice society doesn't like you know you're you you murder people heroes don't murder people and he's like i'm not a hero i kill people like i do what i want like you don't like it tough shit bro like it's what i do like i'm a fucking god like what are you gonna do about it so then who is who's the big bad like who is the guy that's supposed to like be an equal that's gonna fight him in like the big showdown at the end of the movie so the big bad is so throughout the movie at the beginning there was like i said the group of people and they find his tumor they were looking for the crown and that's what they were worried about is that these people who have invaded their country were looking for this crown or whatever of power and the chick and her family find it and it turns i don't know i don't think this dude's like her brother or like cousin i think he's related to her in some way shape or form but no no he's just some random dude but he he find like finds the crown. He betrays them basically. He wants the crown because he's the last of the line of the king that Shazam killed or whatever. And he's like, this crown is mine. It's my family's. And Black Adam took it from me or whatever. And when he went, like he didn't go to like come back to save his people or whatever. He came back for revenge and he murdered my like great 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 grandfather. Like blew all this shit up and. What ends up happening is like he's not worthy because that's how he got sealed. Was that the uh, because Black Adam came back and fucking like blew up the castle and like, killed a bunch of people? The wizards deemed him unworthy of the powers of Shazam, and he was like, "Fuck you, then take it from me." And so they fucking fight, and the wizards like sealed him away or whatever. And that's what actually happened. But history made it seem like he was some big hero to the town or whatever. And he's like, 
I wasn't the hero. He's like, my son was the hero. And that's who they built the statue of and like whatever. He's like, I was never the hero. He's like, I came back and yeah, I did come back and kill a bunch of fucking people. And then I got sealed away. And he's like, I'm not a hero. (laughs) And so this dude gets the crown and fucking ends up before he puts it on. Black Adam kills him. But in the crown, it's like inscribed that like upon death, like the shit's going to activate. So then he goes to hell and makes a deal with. And I don't even know if this person's an actual DC character or if it's just like for the sake of, oh, doing the typical Marvel bullshit where let's give him like Shazam, like give him like the like powers equal to Shazam, whatever. So then he becomes some like devil fucking thing that's like super strong. And then Black Adam has to beat him. And then he works with the Justice Society to take him down or whatever. And they get rid of the crown like the crown is now gone and black adam's like yeah i'm gonna stay behind and like guard my country and like waller's like at the end she's like you ever step foot out of your country like you know i'm giving you every i got peace like no one on the planet can beat me and she's like i'll send someone who's not from this planet to beat you and he's like fuck it bitch do it and then like blows up the tv and then at the very end like after he blows up the tv and the smoke someone fucking crashes through the roof like lands and that's Henry Cavill. And it's like, damn, like that's a feel bad. Cause that's never going to fucking happen, <laughs> but whatever. And that's a roll credits. So awesome. yeah, the main villain isn't really anybody I think worthy or to really give a shit about. And it's kind of a, sh- a shame that we didn't really get like, you know, I think everyone kind of wanted black Adam versus Shazam. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I don't know we probably would have been better off if we got that instead. But I feel a lot of the reason why the movie also kind of fails where it does is due to the fact too, that the rock has it in his contract that he can't lose. Like his character just can't lose. And so I feel like they had to kind of write around that and they probably had a plan in mind for him to go against it. It's like, well, obviously Shazam's not going to lose. And they won't let the rock, the rock contractually can't lose. So it's like, what the fuck can you do with him then? Like all he can do is either win or like tie it best, but then be like, no, I actually won, bro. And it's like, that's not exciting. That's not fun. If you already know that this guy can't, you go into it knowing this guy can't lose. So it is what it is. It's on HBO max. I would say it's worth a watch at the very least. Like if, if you have something better to watch, you know, go ahead but if you have nothing else to watch i guess it's not the worst it's still better than wonder woman 84 or whatever so is it better than morbius (sighs) morbius was funnier (laughs) like i'll I'll give it to morbius i thought morbius was funnier in a bad way uh all in all i would probably say it was actually better than morbius (laughs) as sad as that is but cool well, yeah. awesome. I mean, I I started watching Wednesday um, on Netflix, and uh, that's a good show. I mean, I'm not going to go back into it because just or, uh, Zach did a pretty deep dive on it last week. But um, yeah, we're three episodes in, and uh, it's a lot bloodier than I thought it was going to be. Um, and it's a lot more, I mean, like they swear in it, like, you know, there's like shit, like they say shit, like pretty frequently. Uh-huh. So. I don't know it's it's weird because like you know he 
you know, he had his like, you know, little uh, quit like some gripes about the show, like uh, with Catherine Zeta Jones and uh, Luis Guzman, like being uh, the head Adams. Uh, and yeah, it's it's disorienting. Um, Luis Guzman, instead of having the charming character, like the charming, like, you know, uh, uh, I forget what the dad's uh, name is, like in the Adams family, but instead of being like that charming uh high energy you know like character that you've expected from the previous movies he's more of like a creepy little like ugh, like just, yeah he's like short and like sweaty and like fucking mad all the time yeah, instead of being like, like the happy that, like handsome guy yeah he's just trying he's trying to be that happy like like you know kind of like you know opposite character that he usually plays and it's just creepy it's just really <laughs> creepy and like you know, yeah, it's just uh, it's weird, but it's good. Like I'm I'm enjoying where it's at right now, and you know we'll see we'll see what kind of twists and turns it takes. But uh, the soundtrack's cool. I like the soundtrack, um, and uh, I like the actors. I like the special effects. So you know, I, I want to see where it goes. But yeah, that's that that's all I got for spoiler talk this week. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in it. I know I've almost started it like a handful of times. And then it's like, I see it's like, oh my, oh, it's only eight episodes. But it's like those eight episodes, like 45 minutes. I was like, oh, man, I was like, do I really want to like start this like seven hour like voyage? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like you're what you've spent like probably close to like a hundred and something hours in anime this year. So <laughs> we'll see. And that's the problem though, is because I'm still, I still, and there's tons of that I'm like, still, I'm like from Missouri, I'm still fucking behind on like a bunch. Like there's some where I have like four or five episodes to watch now. Cause I just haven't caught up since I've been back from Missouri. So <laughs> that's the thing is like, I have all that shit still like that hasn't gone away. <laughs> and it's like, so it's like to start something like that where I'm like, dude, that's like, I could be catching up on all this other stuff Do I really want to start something new and then like, you know, give it a couple weeks, every, all this anime is ending. And then the new like anime stuff starts in like January and stuff. So I'm like, it, it doesn't end. It's just now there's new <laughs> stuff. So it's, so it's like, man, so I'm like constantly playing catch up and it's, like, I just need to watch all this old shit first before I can even start the new stuff. And hmm. First world, first world problems. problems. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Look at that. Couldn't have planned that any better if I wanted to do. Nope. <laughs> Dude, I, I think we've just peaked at the end of the show. Yeah, I, think I mean, that's where, that's where to end it. You know, Shannon, we're not going to top that. Just fucking get us out of here, bro. Okay, hold on. Let me see if I can do this. You know what, guys? Uh, thank you. Uh, for enjoying another episode with us um you know sorry zach couldn't be here hopefully he listened to this i know there was a big big chunk in the middle that was anime heavy so zach if you made it through here we appreciate you we love you um do us a favor follow us on uh on facebook you can follow us on twitter you can join us on the discords um you know there's a lot of ways you can get at us and talk to us about your crazy christmas traditions or you know what you think about our uh, justin's anime list or the games that you've been playing anything like that you know just go ahead and hit us up there um yeah uh i don't think there's any much any, anything else to say i don't know uh we're probably going to be late coming out with the next episode we might skip next week just you know christmas falls on the days we typically record so uh, you know if you don't hear from us until the after the new year um happy holidays i uh, hope they're all safe hope you all get something that you think is cool a little tchotchke let us know get at us and uh justin if uh zach and robbie were here what do you think they would say 
If Zach was here, he'd go, hey guys, I've just did an update and it works a lot better on my iPhone now. <laughs> also, Raiders actually won. Who knew? And then if Robbie was here, I would say, hey guys, Zach, what the fuck? The Raiders actually won? What are you, what are you doing, man? <laughs> That's why Zach's not really here, guys. The Raiders won, so Zach had to go to cartwheels in his backyard and celebrate <laughs> with the family. So, you know, give the guy a W when he can get one. Like, he's not going to see that again anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> and be great, guys. <laughs> <laughs>